You're listening to Marco Sahaba Online Radio Podcast. On the a program, Truthful uh, News, Wasail Al-Alam Sadika, a program tailor-made for those uh, that lie of uh, justice, a program for those uh, that are on the straight and narrow, and those uh, that serve uh, mankind, you know, those that are selfless, and Alhamdulillah, Suma, Alhamdulillah, this evening, people, we joined by uh, Member of Parliament, Ahmad Manzoor, Sheikh Imam, who is a firebrand when it comes to our local politics, walks the talk, and always, uh, you know, he's the one that uh, introduced me to our world-renowned, uh, you know, microbiologist, a general practitioner, and uh, someone uh, who became an ambassador to fighting uh, against uh, the inoculation and so forth. And even he took COVID uh, to another il- level where he exposed it to the whole world. And there came a time when they just couldn't fathom him and they wanted to uh, prosecute him and silence him and so forth. Uh, people, you're going to have a wonderful journey with us uh, this evening. So uh, first of all, uh, let's welcome uh, uh, Ahmad Mansur Sheikh Imam. And uh, how are you doing this this fine, beautiful evening, Ahmad? You can unmute. I think you muted there, Ahmed. You can unmute yourself. Okay, Ahmed is uh, muted. And uh, you unmute yourself. And uh, we can't hear Ahmed because he is muted. Uh, maybe he's looking for his mute button. But in the meantime, let's uh, get on uh, Dr. Shankara Chetty. Uh, good evening, uh, doctor. And, uh, hey, uh, you hey, know, hey. it's such a pleasure. All right, Ahmed, I can hear you now. You're unmuted. Yes, uh, how are you doing this fine, beautiful evening? Well, uh, a beautiful evening indeed in Durban, and I've just got here from Cape Town. We had the opportunity uh, 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 of coming down today rather than tomorrow. Uh, but I must admit, a lovely day, peaceful, quiet, and of course, a beautiful weather compared to Cape Town, no doubt about it. Yes, uh, Ahmed Mansur Sheikh Imam, as we move on, uh, on the spotlight on a gentleman, on a medical practitioner, on a microbiologist, someone that has made waves, in, you know, and has uh, rippled uh, the, the, the hearts or, you know, caused tremors in uh, the establishment, none other than Dr. Shankara Chetty, whom I call the man of uh, truth. Dr. Chetty, good evening and thank you very much for joining us. Good evening, good evening, Shafat, and uh, good evening to MP uh, Mansoor. And uh, good evening to your audience tonight. I hope we have a good discussion and an enlightening one. Yeah, and Ahmed, you at a liberty to jump in whenever you want. And uh, Dr. Shankara, you got a lot to tell us. And, you know, where do we begin? You know, whilst you're making waves, you were treating people. There were times where you treated individuals uh, that, uh, you know, were just brought to you and you treated them. You didn't know who they were what the status were, whether it was a billionaire, whether it was a prince coming to you or someone, but you treated that individual and they went and you another came and another came and you treated them all. But you have so many beautiful stories to tell us. I don't know where we begin, but uh, you can kick off uh, Dr. Shankara Chetty. Uh, well, uh, Shafat, uh, I, I, with the work that I've done, I've trained doctors around the world and I tried to, my aim was to enlighten the public so that they know what to do when they get unwell. And I think the education takes away a lot of the fear that was around, knowing that there is uh, some uh, uh, treatment for this and you don't need to be afraid. Uh, So I I did interviews around the world to enlighten the public in different countries. I also took the opportunity to have webinars and interviews with doctors and doctor organizations around the world. And so uh, I've made a lot of friends around the world with the same perspective. And they approached me uh, 
through the three years of COVID to help when they had friends or family uh, that were unwell. And uh, of course, uh, if someone wants assistance, I'm more than willing to do that. So I've made a lot of friends around the world, not knowing who they really are, uh, just on one-on-one. And now that uh, I've got into some hot water with our council, a lot of them are willing to stand by my side and support me through this endeavor. So uh, I think with the uh, case coming up, uh, there is a lot of support from different quarters, from the political parties in South Africa and around the world, the members of parliament around the world that I've spoken to. Uh, I've got a lot of support from the legal fraternity. There are a lot of prominent lawyers in South Africa that have treated for COVID and around the world. And so to uh, the science, the truth, uh, I have a lot of support from the research and scientific community globally that I've interacted with. So I'm confident of a case that will highlight the truth. And so I'm looking forward to this uh, case against me. It is an opportunity to further enlighten the public as to what is truly going on. And of course, the truth does not need to defend itself. It's like a lion, you set it free, it'll defend itself. And I don't think the truth should be, uh, you you, you should always be allowed to question it, like science. So uh, you don't need to censor people who question truth. The truth speaks for itself. And so, yeah, Yeah, uh, uh, I'm hoping uh, that uh, the case takes a turn to enlighten people. I really don't care about the outcome. Uh, The outcome is irrelevant. Uh, that the light on the truth is what's relevant. You know, absolutely, yeah. and uh, this is uh, an individual that says, yeah, I don't care what the out- uh, outcome is, but I'm on the uh, side of truth, and I know truth will always uh, prevail over falsehood. Ahmed Manzur Sheikh Imam, you know, you look at uh, this uh, pandemic, the, uh, you know, people had the inocul- inoculations and vaccinations and so forth, and it proved to be a total failure. And it seems as if Africa with Europe came to the fore and uh, outrightly most of them rejected it. But these uh, media and uh, these uh, governments uh, that are hell-bent and, uh, on destroying humanity are threatening with a second wave of uh, you know, COVID and uh, so forth. Your thoughts, Ahmed? Uh, you can uh, unmute and talk to us. Well, first of all, I think, you know, it's, it's not only COVID anymore. There are already statements that are uh, circulating where you can expect another virus. There's something else coming, apparently. But let me start off by saying, uh, talking about COVID. What Dr. Shankara Chetty did ought to have been done by SAPRA and the National Department of Health. Actually, it's a disgrace that SAPRA and National Department of Health could not come together to save lives in South Africa, which is what their mandate is. Had Dr. Shankara Chetty not done what he did, I can assure you hundreds of more people would have died of COVID. In fact, if they only considered the research he did and the treatment that he offered, I can tell you many more lives would have been saved in South Africa. And that is why I said even two days ago, that what we need in South Africa and the world is a new World Health Organization in opposition to the current one, okay? And I'm hoping the new kids on the block with BRICS and Russia and all these 19 other countries that are interested at the moment 
will create this. Now, let me also say this, that when you are funded by these organizations, you are compromised already. And that is the problem we were facing. If you look at the issue of ivermectin, okay, Dr. Shankara Chetty didn't tell you you must take ivermectin, it will cure you. He said very clearly it helps in the early stages. That's exactly what he said. But he also went on to say that he identified where the problems were on the seventh or the eighth day and how he changed the treatment and saved lives. Now, what we should have doing in the absence of a cure or any other solution, the least we could have done is given him a year and sat down with him. I remember raising this with the minister, raising it with the acting minister at the time. I told him, can you go and sit with this man? Go and listen to what he's saying. You will save lives. But no, they are so compromised. Why? Because so much of money was already invested in vaccines. And this, these drugs that you are talking and the treatment that Dr. Shankara Chetty, it means that these vaccine investments will be nothing eventually. It will be a loss to these people. Now, look at the outcomes, Brother Shafat and Dr. Chetty. Look at the outcomes of those vaccines that they have been administering to our people. Look at the side effects and the deaths and nobody is doing anything about it. Now, there are experts in the health field time and time again. Every other week, you're getting new developments where they are, you know, with the evidence that's unfolding on the harmful effects of this vaccine. And yet they were not willing to listen at all. What did Dr. Shankara Chetty do? He did what he's supposed to do in terms of humanity. That's his responsibility to save lives. And that is all he did. He saved lives. Now you want to come out there and charge him, okay? Whereas you're supposed to have taken him and put him on a pedestal because he saved lives. And that's what his profession is all about. How many of the medical people are willing to make the sacrifices that he made? It is his extensive research, his knowledge, his education that made him follow the route he did. And it worked miracles. Something we should appreciate. Now, I can tell you when he talks about ivermectin, I've taken that advice and I've been taking it every two weeks religiously. In the entire COVID period, I can tell you. I've been taking it religiously. And look at what they've done, Brother Shepard. They came back eventually. If they believed it does not work or it could be harmful, what does the scientist say about ivermectin, the man who invented it? It is so safe that even an illiterate person can administer it. And what is the worst if it don't work? It will kill the worms. That's what they say. And it's the cheapest drug you can find in the world too. But look at what they've done. Now, he knew through his research how long ivermectin will work, what must be the treatment he must administer after that, what is the new medication. And let me tell you, he didn't go and look for medication out of the world. If you listen to some of the medication that Dr. Shankara Chetty said that he's been using, are simple things that you use every day. The important thing is to know what is happening. What is the reaction? What is causing people to die and get it? He established that. He identified the root causes and he dealt with it by treating it. Now, this is what you should be, in my view, this man should be, you know, the entire world 
should be talking positive. And let me tell you what's worse. The outside world is recognizing his, his, his commitment and, 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 and the role that he's played during COVID. But the sad thing is the South African authorities are the ones that are going in the opposite direction. And I can't understand this. And I have said that to them the other day in Parliament. I said, you're going after somebody who has saved life, something you couldn't do. Don't abuse the power that you got. Yes, Ahmed, uh, really eloquent indeed there. And Dr. Shankara Chetty, I mean, uh, there's our member of parliament, uh, you know, from the highest levels, uh, giving you the accolade that you so richly deserve. But I know in your humility, and uh, this is why we resonate so positively with you, that you have this attitude of gratitude. But uh, responding to someone like Ahmed uh, Manzur Sheikh Imam, who's also doing uh, your bidding at the highest level. Your thoughts, uh, Dr. Shankara Chetty? Uh, Shepard, I must say I, I, I'm humbled by the support I've received and uh, I, I consider myself blessed to have been given the opportunity to touch so many lives during this pandemic. Uh, and so I, I must say I consider myself very fortunate. Uh, I, I don't see uh, any ego in this. I think it was uh, God's will that I must fulfill. And I keep my eye on what's in front of me uh, and I'll do every day what I need to do. Uh, to come back to uh, what uh, Ahmed Mansour was talking about with understanding the pathophysiology of COVID, uh, the, my, my, my signal finding was that on the eighth day, uh, some people were allergic to spike protein on the virus. And that's what triggered on the eighth day, a severe allergic reaction in those people. And uh, that's what I discovered and that's what I treated. Uh, and it's the reason uh, a 55-year-old fit person uh, succumbed to the virus and uh, a 90-year-old unfit person uh, didn't. Uh, he was fine. So uh, like I said previously, uh, a bee doesn't care whether you're fat or thin, old or young, diabetic or hypertensive. It only cares that you're allergic to its sting to kill you. And so anyone is at risk. I also predicted that in the second wave, younger people will start to die because of this allergic reaction and that happened. Uh, when I discovered spike protein being the pathogen of COVID illness, not the virus, uh, it put the vaccine into a new light for me, seeing that it was going to make spike protein in your body. And I knew that spike protein is, at a, is toxic to you. And so I was against the vaccines from day one, not because I'm an anti-vaxxer, but because I thought it was bad science. Uh, you're taking something that people are reacting to and putting it into a vaccine that will be given to everyone. So there was an expectation of damage, harm. And so I said, look, this is bad science. We shouldn't be doing this. Uh, later on, it became clearly evident that the spike protein had other toxic effects. Uh, because of that discovery, Shafat, I had kind-hearted people with their good intentions in institutions like the U.S. Department of Defense, in the CIA, in special ops in the Department of Defense, who quietly took the time to get in touch with me, to both congratulate me for my findings, but to offer me assistance and direction in going forward. And so uh, very early on in 2021, uh, these people got in touch with me and they enlightened me 
and confirmed my suspicions that there was a different agenda to this pandemic. Uh, it was all about fear to hurt people into a vaccine. The vaccine was not a health intervention, but a military strategy. The US Department of Defense was in charge of this. Uh, so I think the world was misled and misled through fear and people just followed. Uh, this is a foe you can't see. So the world is being led by irrational fear, whether it's climate change, whether it's a pandemic, whether it's global warming, whether it's food crisis. These are all fears, irrational fears. We cannot see from which direction it's coming. And so we can't plan how to negate it. And so we tend to defer to authorities to tell us what to do. But in doing so, we lose our freedoms. We lose our God-given free will. We allow someone else to take that will. So I think moving forward, all humanity needs to do is express their God-given free will. And when they say there's another pandemic and we need to lock down and mask and take a new vaccine, all we have to do is exercise that free will and say, no, thank you. And that is where humanity has failed. We feel that we are obligated to follow the rules, even though the rules may be harmful to us. So the people in power keep making rules to take away our free will. I mentioned in one interview that uh, rules where justice is about making sure that I do no harm to those around me. It's not about whether I do harm to myself. So in any law, there must be a victim. But if there are laws that address only individuals, then the individual becomes the victim, like in my case. I've not harmed anyone. But the rules are there to govern me, not my actions. And so I've become a victim. So I think we need to relook at everything in society, from truth to science, to legislation, to how we govern society. I think that evil has found its way into our societies. And after many decades of control, it's reared its head in COVID. So this is an awakening that's happening that should have happened 50 years ago when it started. So I think uh, 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 Ahmed Mansour is absolutely right. And we need good politicians with uh, sound judgment and good moral compass to get our sovereignty back, to build solidarity within people and population. The vaccines were very divisive. They'd like to divide us. But we know through God's will, we are all united. All, every one of his creation is interconnected. And as long as they let us know that we divided, we'll never stand together in solidarity. So our sovereignty is being threatened, both on an individual level and on a nationwide level. With the World Health Organization, with the United Nations, the World Economic Forum, and of course, these cloudy clubs like the uh, Illuminati and the Masons and the 300 Club. And uh, so they are the people in control. And we need good politicians to help us bravely get our sovereignty back. And so, uh, yeah, I, I think uh, we need selfless people who are willing to do this without uh, looking for accolade, looking for any uh, reward from the work we do. You know, listening to you, Dr. Shankara Chetty, it, you know, you resonate with uh, so much of positivity, although you are surrounded uh, by this, uh, you know, you, uh, what shall we call it, a, uh, a group of uh, maybe the dregs of society that have come uh, to the fore 
and you know, uh, bearing in mind that the same group uh, is making uh, lots and lots of money at the expense of killing people, at the expense of uh, you know, uh, ushering in a paranoia and uh, the, uh, threatening more and more mayhem uh, that will uh, follow. And uh, you know, perhaps Ahmad Mansoor Sheikh Imam, when he talks about uh, you know the biochemical warfare that's perpetrated on mankind. You know, they started World War One, World War Two. It is the same group that uh, that did this, and now trying to usher in, uh, you know, through the Ukraine uh, crisis, World War Three, and so forth. And you know, the first thing that we heard was when uh, Putin uh, went into Ukraine. He immediately went for those laboratories, and it was discovered that that this is where all these things were being manufactured, uh, biochemical warfare. Perhaps uh, your comments on that, Ahmed, as uh, you know, we try and tie it up with what. Uh, our doctor, uh, you know, Shankara Chetty is saying, Ahmad? Well, let me start off by saying that, you know, the world is dominated and controlled by a handful of people. And remember that the West particularly, who control whether it is the economies uh, of the world, they control the health sector, uh, in fact, what they want is they want to control people. It's either you to- you toe the line with them or you become a victim. Now, these remember that some of these countries, like the United States, if there's war, they benefit. If there's disease, they benefit. If there's civil unrest, they benefit. Their survival depends on chaos and mayhem. And one of the problems that they have is the huge population. And ideally, I think they're talking about something like about 2 billion. That is what they want, nothing more than that. So I can assure you there's going to be another virus coming soon. Clearly it is. If you look at right now, that the only people that made money Those billionaires that became even richer were people in the pharmaceutical industry in this last financial year. And if you look at how their wealth has increased, you'll be shocked. And the second thing I want to tell you is the United States particularly, their armament industry turnover increased sevenfold. So there are only two things, disease and arms, nothing more. So I can assure you that, that they control the World Health Organization and all these other health institutions. But despite that, people are arriving, people are rising, people are waking up now to the reality of what is happening all over the world. And if you can get a person like Putin and the Chinese premier saying such things, it clearly indicates that there's going to be an alternative sometime in the future, and it's coming, and it's coming pretty fast. So I want to say to Dr. Shankara Chetty, what you have done is the most commendable thing you can ever think of. And let me tell you, when you've been speaking to me, I have been speaking to other doctors and things, and telling them exactly what you have told me. Many of them that I spoke to told me they're trying it and it's working. I, with the advice you gave, I've been giving that. I'm not a doctor. I know nothing about health. But I have been giving that advice to people. What little I understood, I was giving it to people all out there. Because I believed in what you're saying. Because you have the evidence to prove 
that what you are putting in place is working and saving lives, contrary to what the government was doing, which is the Department of Health and SEPRA, okay? What upset me about SEPRA that despite the positive things we were hearing about ivermectin and your treatment, they were in no hurry whatsoever to even consider a trial or anything of that nature. Why? Because they already made up their minds. We are sticking to vaccines and nothing more but vaccines because of the comp being compromised and being funded and whatever it is. Remember, we talked about McKenzie and the SEPRA CEO came from McKenzie. Okay. And we know the history of McKenzie being charged on those cancer uh, products and all the whole lot that's been going on and they've been charged and find a whole lot of money. So remember that they are trying to capture, but in that process, there are people that are starting to rise now. And, and I'm glad that we have the likes of Dr. Shankara Chetty, and we create more and more Dr. Shankara Chetty's all over the world so that we can create a more safe, secure, and healthy society. You know, I said the other day to the Minister of Health, your department does nothing. You know that Coca-Cola has got 9 teaspoons of sugar and diabetes is on the rise. You do nothing about it. All these food, any Tom, Dick and Harry producers, anything. Should you not work on a preventative healthcare system or do you want our people to die? Like the, the previous minister told me, Dr. Mozzelli, shake him up. I can put dialysis machines all over the country, but my people are still going to die. I don't want them to die. I want them to prevent them from getting sick. And Dr. Chetty is correct. If you look at the deaths, not just during COVID at a very young age, and look at now what is happening. Look at the latest stats, the number of people that are dying with cardiac arrest and strokes and things at a very young age something that was never heard of before. So now you don't need to be 60 and 70 to die. You're dying at 20 and 30 years old. That's how bad it is. And if you look at those vaccines and things they talk about every other day, there's a new report coming up. And, and you didn't need to be a rocket scientist to understand that something that takes you years to develop, you in six months, identified, developed it, manufactured it, distributed it, researched it, did everything. And nobody is really taking responsibility for all those people who lost their lives, lost their jobs, lost everything, came to a standstill because it was created in some, you know, laboratory. This is what it's about. So we can expect more of that. And, and the only people that's going to stop it is the likes of Dr. Shankara Chetty and people aligned or associated with him or think like him and who have yet to serve humanity, not about capitalism and just making money and wanting our people to die. And that's what's basically happening. So I'm glad that, and I want to say to Dr. Shankara Chetty, we need to talk. If it means I must create now a group of people to create a support team all over the country to support you, we will do that. Certainly we'll do that and I will fight your fight in Parliament, I can assure you. Because I believe in what you've done. You've shown us the evidence. You have saved lives and that's all it was about. 
They don't understand these people how traumatic it is to lose your loved ones and not know who's going to go next. Watching them on those ventilators and everything, you know. So these people don't understand that. And 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 your commitment, the fact that you took it upon yourself, and 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 you had confidence in what you were doing, and it paid off eventually by saving life. That says a lot. Now they, what they should be doing, having a person like Dr. Shankara Chetty to come and run the Department of Health. If I had to run this government, I can assure you, to, uh, Mr. Brother Shafat Khan, that I wouldn't even hesitate to take a person like Shankara Chetty to run this health department. Because that's what you need. You need to save life. That's what it is all about. Well, I tell you, Dr. Shankara Chetty, that's a compliment for you. That's a very big compliment from Ahmed Mansur Sheikh Imam, uh, Member of Parliament. Uh, you know, we embrace him, celebrate him. By the way, Dr. Shankara Chetty, when uh, George Galloway, the mother of all talk shows, when he uh, interviewed Ahmed Mansur Sheikh Imam, and this is what he said, I simply love this man. So that is, uh, you know, he's really uh, someone uh, that's, uh, you know, when, when, when he talks, we take, him see, uh, we take him seriously and we respect him for that. You know, talking about ivermectin and so forth. Uh, you know, whilst you will respond to Ahmed Mansur Sheikh Imam, I want to know about ivermectin. Uh, you know, mectin is it? Uh, does it have an expiry date, or you can use it any time, uh, Doctor Shankara? Look, uh, uh, Shafat, ivermectin has uh, a very good benefit during COVID. I think the concern with ivermectin was uh, unfounded. Uh, unfounded simply because in any intervention. You got to weigh up safety against efficacy against side effect. Mm. Now, if ivermectin is an absolutely safe medication and does not hold the risk of injuring anyone, even if it was completely ineffective, there was no reason for us to stop using it because even if we used it inappropriately, no one would have been injured. So there was no reason to ban it. And in all the millions of doses of this medication, in fact, billions of doses used worldwide, we've had no one die from it. So it's risk benefit. To put that into context, if something has no risk to it, even if it got no benefit, I might try it. But if something is very risky, then it better have a very great benefit for me to take that great risk. To put that into context for you, if I said, I want you to jump out of an aeroplane without a parachute, that sounds like a very risky thing to do. But if I said the benefit is that just before you hit the ground, you'll become immortal, you might consider doing it. Big risk, big benefit. But if there's no benefit uh, to anything and or no risk to anything, why ban it? Now, on the flip side, they came out with this vaccine and they forced it upon the world with the aim of getting at least 70% of the planet vaccinated so that we can achieve herd immunity. <clears throat> now, to get to herd immunity, we need a vaccine that can stop transmission. Bottom line, the tool you need to get to herd immunity is a vaccine that can stop transmission so that it has a group benefit. When I take the vaccine, because it stops transmission, I'm protecting you. Now, that goalpost moved along the way and they said, okay, it doesn't stop infection, it doesn't stop transmission, 
Then they were saying, take it to prevent severe illness. My medicine prevented severe illness. And I didn't have to expose the whole world to my medicine. I only exposed sick people. So only sick, sick people could have had a side effect from any medicine I gave them, not healthy people. And the Pfizer documents prove that the vaccine was never tested to prove that it can stop transmission. So we knew from the start that this vaccine can't stop transmission. In fact, one month after the vaccine started in South Africa, I started seeing people coming in with COVID that were fully vaccinated. And of course, their family members. So within a month, I knew that this vaccine, without seeing the Pfizer documents, I knew that this vaccine cannot stop infection and transmission. And it is the wrong tool to use to attempt to get to herd immunity. So at that point, when we realized that it doesn't stop transmission, we should have abandoned the goal of getting to herd immunity and not insisted that everyone takes it because you got the wrong tool for that job. But of course, they still lied to us and said no herd immunity and they pushed the vaccine. Now today, because you made people take a vaccine that was actually not necessary. Remember, we were allergic to spike protein. Now, like if you're allergic to milk, if you keep exposing yourself to milk, eventually you'll start to tolerate it. Now, with the vaccine, what we're finding is that people that took three and four doses, we looked at their immunity and we found there's a rise in IgG4. That was the one immunoglobulin that showed a consistent rise with every dose of the vaccine. IgG4 is, a, is an immunoglobulin that builds tolerance. Now, that's the worst thing you can get when you're dealing with the virus. You don't want your body to tolerate a virus. You want your body to fight a virus. So what's happening with the highly vaccinated people is that when they get COVID, this IgG4 goes and attaches to that virus and tells the rest of your immunity to leave it alone. And so the whole world is seeing hospitals filling up with vaccinated people with COVID now. And this could have been predicted from day one. So I think the science has failed us in that it was hidden. We didn't have this open discourse and take everyone's views into consideration and debate what the best way forward is. Uh, with uh, Amud Mansour's point about uh, the Ukraine and all that, Yes, Russia was absolutely correct in destroying those bioweapon facilities. America is the aggressor in this entire pandemic. Uh, the Department of Defense in America is the people that are in charge of the pandemic. How did a healthy intervention be instituted with such military precision globally? Every country in the world abandoned its own pandemic preparedness policies. Lockdowns, masking, those kind of things were never part of any global pandemic policy. It was well understood in the past that those things don't work. Yet, the entire world abandoned it. Now, I think that the world must be very cautious about who we choose to point a finger at. We must point it in the right direction. It's There's come a time for us now to clearly define the enemy. And it's not the vaccinated. It's not the people that were coerced. Uh, they unfortunately are the victims too. And it's the United States Department of Defense, DAPA, the uh, FBI, CIA, uh, the, the Pentagon, that have, uh, that have orchestrated this plan. So the U.S. military 
has, as you've seen, in Iraq, in Afghanistan, in a lot of countries, Vietnam, uh, they, if the governments of those countries are not uh, conducive to being in bed with them and selling out their population and resources, then the U.S. government will then uh, sell arms to opposition in that country, will engage with militia in that country and create chaos and, in, and institute an overthrow of that government just to gain a, a friendly government that will sell them resources or allow them resources of that country. So the U.S. military is very, very clued up <coughs> at how to train militia globally. So with this pandemic, they are now acting as the militia for a global elite in a global takeover. Now, the U.S. Department of Defense has asked for the vaccines to be made, has asked for the uh, virus. They, they've got their hand in the virus development. It was a lab-made virus without a shadow of a doubt. Uh, and where we got to be cautious, when we go after Fauci, when we go after SAPRA, when we go after all these regulatory authorities, we might be distracted by the wrong enemy. Uh, to put context to that, uh, take a company like Mercedes-Benz. They make cars and they have certain rules that they have to follow. And people over the years have become accustomed to the quality of their cars because they follow the rules. They make sure every car's got seat belts and every car's got a uh, airbag and the brakes work and everything's fine. But then you get the German military comes to Mercedes-Benz and says, listen, uh, we want you to make something that looks like a car. Uh, but when someone parks it in their garage, it must actually be a bomb and it must explode. And so Mercedes-Benz takes on the contract and starts making these cars, but sells them as Mercedes-Benz. And it tells the people, no, it's safe. Then people start to question, but it doesn't have a seatbelt and it doesn't have this and it doesn't have that. And Mercedes keeps saying, no, 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 don't worry. It's a safe car. And we start to see all the damage and deaths and explosions happening. But Mercedes keeps saying, no, it's a safe car. And then when people decide, no, we're going to grab Mercedes by the throat and we're going to prosecute them for doing this. They didn't follow their own rules. When you get Mercedes on the stand, they're going to turn around and tell you, listen, uh, I didn't have to follow my rules because I was under contract by the military. And I made it for the military. And the military doesn't have to, 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 to follow civilian rule. And so we got the wrong, we, we got the scapegoat on the stand. And that's when we'll realize the truth of what's happened. And so we got to realize that the U.S. military is under no obligation to prove that its bioweapon is safe and effective. Yes, the FDA and the CDC uh, sold the bioweapon to the world, and they stood out there and said it's safe and effective, and we assumed that they had done the due diligence, but they didn't need to. They were under contract by a third party to uh, manufacture this. And that's the reason uh, it was put out to the public with such speed. I wonder whether the term warp speed was to ensure that the last person got vaccinated before the first person died. And so no one realized the death. Uh, to, uh, to understand uh, 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 MP Ahmed Mansour uh, talking about the Third World War, we are in the Third World War. But it's a war fought on a completely different basis. And this, and you're right, uh, uh, Shafat, it's the same people that orchestrated the First and Second World War, 
that are now orchestrating the third. If you look closely at the Second World War, uh, Hitler's uh, army had Chevy truck engines, uh, all the cups and, and helmets and all that were made by the U.S. So the U.S. profited greatly by the Second World War. They actually groomed Hitler. They did everything to make sure they have this right-wing state as a buffer between Russia and the, and the Western European countries. And so they created Nazism in Germany. And the Nazism in Germany has now consolidated in the Ukraine. And that's the, that's the reason America is so invested in the Ukraine. It's their axis of evil. Bank, their money laundering, the child pedophilia, the trafficking, everything is centered in the Ukraine. And so they must protect it at all costs. That's the reason they're willing to go to war over it. Now, with this pandemic, with the vaccine, if you look at countries like the UK, there's been a 30% increase in all-cause mortality since the start of vaccination. Now, nobody's asking why 30% more people are dying compared to usual. And of course, when a 25-year-old man goes to bed and doesn't wake up in the morning, that's not a natural death. So why aren't we doing autopsies? Why aren't we doing bloods? Why aren't we trying to figure out why he died? Because when we figure out why people died, then we'll prevent other people from dying. But if we close our eyes and say cause unknown, it's, 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 it's put burying our head in the sand. I spoke to one of the... Uh, 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 specialists in the UK and I said it's a bad reflection on the proficiency of your medical system that the majority of deaths over the last year were classified as unknown. Your medical fraternity is uh, ignorant. They should have investigated it. And there might be criminality involved in these unnatural deaths. So why haven't you investigated a 25-year-old that didn't wake up in the morning? He might have been poisoned. But you will refuse to investigate it if it's going to implicate you. And is that the reason you don't want to look? And so I think uh, there's been a lot of disingenuous uh, 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 disingenuity going on around the globe. And I think people should exercise their free will to go and investigate for themselves. Two people have a fight, 10 people watch it, 10 people see 10 different things. So you don't believe what other people see. God gave you two eyes and a free will. Go look for yourself. And I can guarantee, if you go and look into everything that's been said, you'll find the truth. You'll find your truth. And you'll protect yourself. So I think humanity should stop being lazy and get off the couch, put their cell phones down, and start to look for the truth, rather than being distracted by all this nonsense we have from the West going on around us. They've controlled our food. They've controlled everything. I mean, if you look at the food pyramid, the most food we should eat is carbohydrates. But as human beings, carbohydrates is not an essential food. It will kill you. It will give you diabetes. Uh, it will make you addicted to sugars. And that's what we've had. They've addicted to us to all these things. And when we start to shine a light, they want us censored. So uh, uh, the MP is right. They have profited on our suffering. And anyone that tries to stem suffering is at odds with the agenda. And so I understand why I'm being prosecuted. I tell you, Dr. Shankara Chetty, whilst you're talking, and, uh, you know, a lot of thoughts going through my mind. And Ahmed Mansur Sheikh Imam, you know, you think of, uh, you know, governments were actually spraying uh, chemicals in the air during the COVID time and, you know, restricting people's movement and uh, forcing them to wear a mask and so forth. 
and also you know even that uh, and sanitizer was uh, more detrimental than doing anything good for the people and you know uh, i mean the, the, the irony amadi is also uh, con- uh, countries like india us uk china russia uh, they're creating vaccines there uh, to be you know use our vaccines uh, for, for for to inoculate people and so forth so you know you were getting mixed signals it looks like you know you don't know who to trust sometime amadi is this a you know an evil brigade that we are uh, you know uh, we, we 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 stuck with Uh, but uh, you know we try and side with the one and the other but could they be uh, you know peas in the same pod amad well i think amad, well, i yes. think one of the problems we got is particularly in this african continent you know when the west you know uh, 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 all the west has to do is to dictate to you and all africa will do is they'll just follow so nobody is willing to question anything because they believe or i don't know whether they suffer from an inferiority complex or whatever it is or they believe that the west is superior so that anything that can come from the west no matter what story they can give you no matter i mean doctor is correct look at what we eat and what comes from the west in any case everything that comes from there who knows exactly what is in these things if they can you know a good example he gave about the mercedes benz car who says that all these uk food chain i mean the uh, the usa food chains and the uk food chains that we got in south africa and all over the world how do we know exactly what is in these products because we have a very sick world people are getting sick at a very early age and there's so many different health conditions so it makes you wonder you know what is really going on there but what is important is this that we have health experts they all say they when they studied they brilliant they know it all but they not willing to go that extra mile had dr chetty chankara chetty not done what he did he would not have been able to establish exactly what is the problem and save those lives now the question is when you are given the mandate and the responsibility to look after an entire nation surely you must look deeper into thing now let me tell you see some of the arguments dr chankara chetty has been making You don't even need to be a health expert to know these things. You really didn't need to know to be a health expert to know this. That in a couple of months you went out there, you identified what is the problem, you've done your research, you you've di- manufactured it, you distributed, you did everything. Something that will take you years to do. There are others currently we're sitting with a crisis with cancer all over the world. How is it? how is it that we don't have a cure for it it's not that there's no cure for all these things there are if there's a cure there's not going to make money for the vaccines they made money ivermectin and every other thing dr shankara chetty's uh, method is not going to make the money so remember and remember uh, let me give you a good example the usa currently is in debt to the tune of 31 trillion us dollars In fact they had to now increase the debt ceiling from 28 trillion to 31 trillion dollars otherwise they're going to be bankrupt and the whole world is now going to catch cold that's what it means 
So these people will continue doing this together with all these pharmaceutical companies. And, things. and that is why I'm hoping that when, with the new block, that you create another World Health Organization to oppose all these things. And I'm glad when I had the statement President Putin made the other day and things like that. I like that. Now, that is where we're going to have the skills of, of Dr. Shankara Chetty to come in and create an alternative. But you are correct that nobody is going to sit back, particularly the West is not going to sit back and allow this. There's going to be a fight. So if we're already in a third world war, it means it's going to intensify. I can tell you. Because they are going to lose their control and their power and their domination. That's what it is all about. So, so you know, the disappointing thing for me is that, you know, I, I, I asked a question because they were all beating around the bush, to be honest with you. And the only person that could give me a direct answer was Dr. Zwelim Kize eventually. And I said, Doctor, I want you to just give me, Minister, one response, just yes or no. I don't need no explanation around it. Is it possible, Minister, to create a virus in a laboratory which, in effect, can kill millions of people? And his answer was yes. I said, thank you very much. You don't have to say anything else. But prior to that, they were running in circles, you know, praising the vaccines. It's the right thing to do. And, you know, I don't know who made money out of it, whatever happened. But people were still dying with all the vaccines they were taking, everything. They were still dying and still dying right up to now. Like I said, they're dying at a younger age now. Like Dr. Shankara Chetty says, people are going to bed and not getting up. Nobody's questioning it. Now, we need to learn from this so that when we create this new world order, not the world order that they are talking about, the world, uh, you know, the new world order that they are talking about, decreasing the population to about two billion, I think, or one and a half billion or something like that. Everybody else must die. That's why they come up with this abortions and they come up with, you know, everything. It's, let me tell you, you know, when I one day raised an issue in a debate in a solar on HIV and AIDS, you know, immediately before I can finish, there were messages on my phone from, from some of them that were part of the TRC, which said that even HIV and AIDS were created. It was created in order to reduce the particularly the African population because the Western things wanted to have a grip on Africa with all its rich minerals, resources, agricultural land, and all its wealth. And they wanted to reduce the population so that they can walk all over us. That's the calls I got. And then what happened when we were started talking about uh, 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 perhaps uh, creating those ARVs and things. Remember, we used to import it all. And then when we started manufacturing it, eventually the USA came and said, no, they got a cure. There is something you can use to prevent yourself from getting HIV and AIDS. So all these things that they are doing, they're going to continue doing it because the survival depends on them. But we need experts and, 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 and in other words, we need human beings, which we don't have many of in the health sector, particularly with the whole positions. 
they forget about their responsibility to the nation. And that's the problem we got. Now, the question I'm asking is this. You mean that the Minister of Health in South Africa and in the African continent, they don't even think when they go back home and they sleep? Do they not? Does it not cross their mind that something suspicious? Yeah, at least, even if you're ignorant, but something suspicious is going on here. But in my experience as a health expert in all my training, how is it possible in six months you move from one extreme to the other? You found the vaccines, you created it, developed it, researched it, manufactured it, distributing it, and everything. How? And yet you know, as a trained expert, how long it actually takes you to research viruses and, you know, disease and that kind of thing. So it clearly, and I'm not sure if they don't come up with the raise these things because it's an ego thing for a medical expert to say, no, this thing could be fake or it could be, you know, uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe it's an ego thing. I don't know. But it's costing lives. So really, I think our people fall into the trap, particularly, you know, in poor, vulnerable communities. That is why I say again and again, you'll never find another Muammar Gaddafi. That's why they killed him. He was one person that was willing to take them on. He wanted one Africa, one currency, one president. Only thing he did is he tried to force them into it rather than winning them over. That's why they killed him. So unless we can rise, you know, and, and take responsibility, uh, 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 you know, we are doomed because these people still control us. They control us. I promise you, there's something coming soon. It's coming. I can assure you it's coming. Yeah, I like uh, what you're saying, Ahmed. And uh, yes, uh, by the way, he also wanted to change uh, the uh, petrol dollar. He didn't want it. The same thing happened to Saddam Hussein. And Ahmed, uh, Mr. Load Shedding is after you, Ahmed. Maybe I'm going to give you quickly a minute or so to give us your parting words, Ahmed. Well, first of all, I want to say what is happening and the attempt to, 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 to take action against Dr. Shankara Chetty must be condemned with the contempt it deserves. And I can assure you, Dr. Shankara Chetty, if it means we must mobilize our people in the country to support you, so be it. That's exactly what we would do. You will have our undivided support because you have done the right thing. You have saved lives. And we must commend you for that. If anything, they should embrace you. They should work with you because you have clearly gone that extra mile to save life. Something that the national department and provincial departments of health in South Africa failed to do. And, and, and from our side, I can tell you, I would, from, from, from a parliamentary perspective, I will be raising this like I have done that in the last weekend things. And those people that, that, that um, like uh, Salma Patel and many others that have been in the forefront promoting what the good work that you have been doing, uh, uh, will come together, I can assure you. And we will raise our objections to the conduct of, 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 of the health authorities in the action that they want to take away, uh, against you. But what you have done is the right thing. May the almighty God uh, reward you abundantly for what you have done, okay? And people recognize you worldwide for your contribution in saving lives. 
Jazakallah Khaira, the Member of Parliament, Ahmad Mansour Sheikh Imam. You have a blessed evening ahead. We'll keep in touch with you. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And good evening to you, Dr. Shankara Yes, sir, Dr. Shankara Chetty, there you heard uh, our Member of Parliament, Ahmad Mansour Sheikh Imam, uh, you know, very eloquently uh, uh, giving you his assurance uh, that he will be with you. And perhaps uh, your thoughts and your parting words uh, this evening. Uh, Shafat, I just want to clarify first what uh, MP uh, Mansour had to say uh, about this uh, virus and the possibility of it uh, being man-made. Uh, when I say without doubt this was a man-made virus, uh, I knew at the start of the pandemic I found an insert in the genome and I, I did discuss on a previous uh, uh, show that uh, that insert was definitely not natural. I had a personal interview with two professors, Prof. Ambati and uh, Prof. Uhal, uh, who looked at that sequence and put it into a blast search and found that it came from a human cancer cell line. It was not from a bat origin. And that exact cancer cell line sequence found in the virus was actually patented by Moderna in 2017. So it's strange that a patented sequence by Moderna was now found in a virus in 2020. Uh, at the beginning of 2019, Moderna had received a contract to manufacture a COVID-19 vaccine before the first case was found. So we are dealing with a man-made virus. Uh, it does get far more sinister we did discover, and I mentioned this before, that the virus can infect bacteria in the gut and cause uh, the production of venoms. And we found many different snake venoms, uh, sneezy snail poisons and starfish poisons in people's gut. And so we're well aware that the U.S. military has been investigating different poisons around the world and how to militarize them. So when we talk of viruses, uh, being open-minded, just my innocent curiosity, Viruses are a very controversial sub subject, and it made me wonder, my great-great-grandparents never had the flu all the time. They never had all these viral infections. So is virology a bogus science like most people call it out to be? Uh, so I started trying to look in that curious direction. Uh, if you look at the word virus uh, in Latin, it means venom which I find very strange, that they would call something a virus, which is Latin for venom. So, you know, psychopaths sometimes uh, leave clues. Uh, they have these egos. And uh, so a serial murderer always leaves a clue at every, <laughs> at every place. So I looked at it and I thought, I'm sure these people would have left a clue for me somewhere, seeing that I'm the detective looking at this. And if you look at the word coronavirus, now the commonest venom we found was the king cobra venom in people. Yes, we found the common crate venom and many other venoms uh, in different people, but the commonest venom we found was that of the king cobra. And when you look at the word coronavirus, uh, corona is a crown, a coronation, a king, and virus is the Latin word for venom. So coronavirus can be tra translated into king's venom. I find it strange that the King Cobra's venom was the commonest one we found. So there, I think there's a lot more going on. But uh, Shafat, God gave us two things as children that we should never forget. One, to keep ourselves healthy, it's our emotions that kill us. Someone angry all their life will never find harmony. And the one emotion that keeps your body in complete harmony and can make you live forever is bliss. That's why we say eternal bliss. 
everyone that meditates, everyone that practices meditation, yoga, introspection is looking for bliss. But if you look at a newborn baby, you see bliss. And the second thing you need to get all the knowledge in the world to survive this existence is innocent curiosity. Uh, a lion has innocent curiosity, and that's how he learns to kill a buck. A buck has innocent curiosity, and that's how he knows not to play with the lion. And if you want to find innocent curiosity, go look at a toddler. He wants to open every cupboard in your house and see what's there. So the two things you need to survive and thrive and live forever is bliss and innocent curiosity. And I say innocent curiosity because when you develop an opinion, be it scientific or whatever, you're no more innocent and your curiosity will not show you the truth because now you have a predisposition. So God gave us bliss and innocent curiosity when we were born. We forgot about it. So I think when we have children, we shouldn't teach them. They should teach us how to be children because that's when we were closest to God. And so it's my innocent curiosity, my little mischievous innocent curiosity that makes me ask all these questions. I hope to do no harm to anyone. I just want to find the truth. So when I talk of venoms and I talk of coronavirus and all these little things, I want to stimulate people's curiosity to go and look because there's truth in a lot of this. We've been blinded for a long time. So I think humanity is at a point of awakening. We are at a point where some great choices need to be made. And so it will be a division, but this will not be a division based on vaccines. It will be a division based on good and evil, right and wrong. I did tell you that we need to build an army out of love and care and sharing. Uh, and that's the army that uh, MP uh, Ahmad Mansour is talking about building. And it brings a smile to my heart to know that there are morally compassed people out there that are willing to take this fight and journey with me. So, yeah, my to the people that have listened, I must thank you. I must thank you for your support. Well, I tell you, Dr. Shankar Achetti, you know, we always smile when we talk to each other. And I know it feels as if like we are one, uh, you know, strong brotherhood uh, between you and I. I mean, Ahmed Mandur Sheikh Imam, uh, the uh, gentleman that, that linked me to you. And since then, you know, we have documented ourselves on uh, various shows. And I can tell you, you know, they, you remind me of an anecdote. He that knows uh, his heart, he knows himself. And he that knows himself, he knows his Lord. And you talk about that bliss, that bliss you can only get when you start contemplating and, you know, being on the straight and narrow. And, you know, why we're living here, we, 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 we want to get that bliss. And when we depart from this world forever and ever, Amen. Amen. And uh, yes, uh, Dr. Shankara Chetty, you have a beautiful, lovely evening ahead. Uh, hopefully we'll talk to you soon, uh, Doc. Yeah, we will. Uh, we will, uh, Shafat. And uh, my case has been postponed to the 28th of November. It gives us a lot of time to organize. The prosecution couldn't provide me with all I asked for. So everything's hinging on the 28th of November. We want by then that all the ducks are in a row, all information shared between parties, and we're ready to uh, have this hearing. I'm part of the FASA trial, the uh, Freedom Association of South Africa, the Stop the Shots case, and uh, Advocate Reg Willis' uh, his submission to the Constitutional Court about the mandates being unconstitutional. 
those cases bear heavily on my case. So we want to get those out of the way and then have my case because it impacts so greatly on the judgments taken against me. So, yes, interesting times ahead. Interesting. It seems like, uh, you know, uh, they're clutching at straws. By the time you come to November, hey, you'll give me a smile, say, Shafat, it's all gone. They dropped it. (laughs) I actually don't want them to drop the charges, Shafat. (laughs) Uh, they've given me an opportunity. They mustn't please take it away from me. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> a brave guy, you. Bless you, Doc, and uh, talk to Thanks you soon. Thank you. Yes, Thank uh, Doc, you. Uh, Dr. Shankar there keeping us up to speed. Uh, don't go anywhere, uh, listeners. Yeah, don't go anywhere. Keep it locked on to Matka Sahaba for brilliant uh, programming. And uh, from, uh, thank you, uh, Lukolo, for great engineering. From the team and I, till we, we bid you. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.